Welcome to the Seek First podcast with Steve and Jordan. This is a podcast about seeking first the kingdom of God where we work, live, and play. The content of each podcast will correspond to the current sermon series at Ontario Christian Church, current events that rise up, and also to the church calendar. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to episode 17 of the Seek First podcast with Stephen Jordan. This week we're going to be recapping last Sunday's message and specifically going to be focusing on Christ being formed in us. Uh, we covered Ephesians chapter 2 last week in the message. And um, just to recap, the last question that was asked to you uh, was, How does my walk reveal the active work of God in Jesus through the Spirit? In other words, how is, how is it evidenced that Jesus is in me? And what does it mean that Christ is being formed in me? And uh, so we're going to be talking about that during this episode. And so if you want to grab your Bible, if you're driving, don't do this. But if you're stationary and you have a Bible handy, open up to Ephesians chapter 2. And Jordan, if you want to kick us off from there. Yeah, let's let's read quick uh, just through the passage that you preached on this week. Uh, starting in verse 1. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. So this is kind of a snapshot of our lives before we were in Christ. And then verse 4, But God, being rich in mercy, Because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, has made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship. I think that's an important uh, phrase to hold on to Mm -hmm. as we talk about Christ formed in us. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I mean, again, so much in that passage about our lives before Christ. What does it mean to be in Christ? Um, Anything that jumps out to you, maybe that you did talk about in your sermon you want to recap or that you did not? Yeah, in point four, uh, coming out of verse six in the sermon, talked about the fact that uh, that God raised us up with Him, with that being Jesus, and seated us with Him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Um, in that God is one who causes our resurrection and places us mm-hmm. with Him in Christ Jesus. It's not the work that we do, and we see that later on in there, obviously, but it's the work that God does within us uh, through Christ. Um, and so. The fact that we are the object of God's love is because he desires a relationship with us. We can't save ourselves, so he rescues us from ourselves. We're already dead in our sins and trespasses. It was a done deal. I needed a full uh, resuscitation. I needed a new heart, a new start, and everything. And God caused all those things to take place uh, within me. Um, So that's something I think that jumps out to me as we reconsider the same passage uh, this week as well. Yeah. For sure. And even just to go off of verse six and raise us with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This is an already and not yet reality. Correct. We are raised with Christ. We are seated with him in the heavenly places, mm-hmm. but there, I mean, we are still here. Mm-hmm. We are still in this earth in these sin tainted bodies. And 
still struggling in the way that we do. And so to kind of jump from uh, this series in general, Jesus, the true and better, and they went through the different Bible characters, um, but this week was Jesus, the true and better me. Obviously, why you chose this passage, one that's so, I guess, central to our understanding of who we were before Christ and who we are after Christ. Exactly. Um, and so if, if that's already and not yet, and, and as you said, if that's God's work in us, again, we are his workmanship, how does this get worked into us? How does this get worked into our lives? And what is some helpful language uh, we can maybe put around that work? And um, that's where we can jump over to Galatians 4 um, to kind of put some helpful language to this. And Paul is uh, in the middle of his letter to the Galatians, and he says in verse 18, It is always good to be made much of for a good purpose, and not only when I am present with you, my little children, and he goes, for who I am again in the anguish of childbirth, until what? Until Christ is formed in you. And so I guess a way to frame it is as we wait for the gap to be closed between the already and not yet, it is the ongoing work of Christ being formed in us. This is our sanctification or our growing as disciples or our spiritual formation. And a, uh, uh, this, as it relates to this process of us becoming more holy, of us becoming more like Jesus, um, I read a book uh, by a guy, a guy by the name of Robert Mulholland. It's called An Invitation to a Journey, and it's just kind of a introduction to this understanding of Christ being formed in us, and how does it happen, and how do we walk it out. And his definition um, is really helpful, and it, he, he refers to spiritual formation as the process of us being formed into the image of Christ for the sake of others. Mm-hmm. So my becoming like Christ um, is for the sake of others. It's It's to... Uh, kind of send Jesus uh, saves us and sends us back out into the world more and more becoming like him. And so just to kind of put some helpful language to that. And, and I guess, what does that look like? And we can jump over to Galatians five. And um, what does Christ formed in us look like? And Paul touches on this uh, later in the book of Galatians uh, chapter five, starting in verse 16. But I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, so you listed the fruit of the flesh, the fruit of the Spirit, uh, remember God's work in us. We are His workmanship, the Spirit forming Christ in us, in, in the depths of who we are, in our character, and how we live. The Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So I guess, like as we said, Christ the true and better, or Jesus the true and better me, and we have been saved and uh, there's some already not yet at work in Ephesians 2. 
and as the gap between the already and not yet, um, as that gap, as we wait for that gap to be closed, when we experience the new heavens and the new <laughs> earth, what is the work that God is doing in us in that time? We said that's Christ being formed in us, and that looks like the fruit of the Spirit because the Spirit is the one who forms Christ in us. So just in this passage in particular and with this, is there anything you want to jump to? Well, speaking of, uh, first off, um, if you weren't here Sunday, we're going to put in the notes a testimony um, by Roger Hawkins, who shared his testimony mm-hmm. during communion, which um, kind of puts this straight into like what it looks like B- BC before Christ and then after Christ. And uh, what, what does it look like to have been of the world and then not to be of the kingdom of God and uh, kind of speaking of that. And so I'd encourage you to go back and watch those that video, if you would, uh, just to kind of get a testimony of God's goodness in this. Um, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentle, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Uh, if you grew up in church, you memorized that verse. And so mm-hmm. I read it really fast, just like I think most people think it, right? Yeah. And then if you actually start to lay your life over the fruit of the Spirit, like so there's a tendency, we're supposed to be fruit inspectors. We talked about it in another episode, I remember. Um, but I think the fruit inspection needs to start in our own heart, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't start in me inspecting yours first. It starts in inspecting my own heart, my own life first. So the question becomes, as I lay my life down over this picture of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, what, what is what what is glaringly obvious, I guess, in my own walk? Like, where where is the obvious flesh still at work in us or in me versus what what's the the fruit of the spirit that's at work within me and then the other thing is to not take any credit Mm. for Mm -hmm. any of this fruit because i don't produce this in the flesh so Mm -hmm. i can't do it it's got to be the work of the lord doing it in me so give god credit uh for you for me growing in certain aspects of love or joy or peace or patience especially patience um, God deserves the praise and glory for this because he's the one that is at work in us. So therefore he receives the glory and praise for what is happening within us. So um, in, in the circles I, w- I walk in, oftentimes we talk about like Jesus being the perfect. We talked about that. This whole, this whole series was that right. And so Jesus, uh, God becomes uh, who we are comparing ourselves to, which obviously brings out all these horrible things that I've got to grow in or need to grow in or mm. need to die in so that Christ can uh, dwell within me in those certain areas or just need to give up. And so that that's what I get out of this passage, the reality, the fact that it's got to be the fruit of the spirit that has worked within me, not, not my own self. Now, there are things and habits that I need to control within my capacity to do so. Uh, but the root of why that's occurring needs to be God-led and not flesh-led. And so I think this is the hardest part for sometimes, I think for me at least, uh, to understand the source of what's happening. Like, is it me or is it God? Is it for the right reasons? What are my motives? Am I just trying to do something to get something out of it? Like, what's what's the gain I'm seeking um, for the glory of the God or is it for the glory of Steve? All these things, are, I guess, come to mind as, I, as we kind of look through this passage that uh, as fruit inspectors, we must start with ourselves. With Luke 17, Jesus says that in regards to even the sin in, in others. Like my job before I point out the sin in anybody else is to take uh, a hard look at my own life mm-hmm. before I before I inspect somebody else's life and their fruit. So that comes to mind. I think Christ being formed in me, I have to uh, be real with myself mm-hmm. and not try to sugarcoat anything about my own self in this as well. 
and then give God glory. That that's what jumps out to me, I guess. Anything for you? Yeah, a couple things. Um, even just the verse twenty-two. I think I grew up thinking uh, it read the fruits of the spirit, right? Singular, it, yeah, versus plural. And then I'm going to focus on. Oh, I'm not very kind, so let me try to, in my own strength, then become mm-hmm. kind. And it's. I'm not very faithful or self-controlling or whatever it might be. I focus one in particular and work on it, which, you know, isn't necessarily a bad thing, but the text is reading fruit, meaning Mm -hmm. if the Spirit of God is at work in us, we will be bearing these things over time. Uh, the, The Christ being formed in us will rise to the surface of our lives as time goes on, as uh, God works these things out in us, and uh, we can rest in that too. There's definitely been times in my life where I don't feel as if I am growing um, or I'm not, I want to be growing quicker. I remember a mentor of mine saying one time, if I was in charge of my own sanctification, I'd be a lot farther along. Um, and that's, uh, I, we can rest in the fact that it is the fruit of the Spirit. Like these things, Christ being formed in us is the work of the Spirit. Now, as you mentioned, like there's, there's things we had to do, and we've talked about that. Uh, in a recent podcast and talking about abiding and, and, and prioritizing spiritual disciplines in our lives that, um, as Dallas Willard said, are almost like habitations of the spirit, like these places uh, throughout the Bible where God has promised to meet with us or these places throughout the Bible that uh, God met with his people. Um, and so we can walk in those things as we've talked about before and over time bear the fruit of the spirit. Yeah, and it's interesting to me, too, like that in the 24 says, and those who belong to Christ Jesus will crucify their flesh. Mm. What's it say? Have. Have. Past tense. Yep. So I Mm. am crucified with Christ. Present tense. I have Mm. been crucified with Christ. Um, So in this case, the flesh has already been crucified. That was that Jesus did it. Mm -hmm. You know, he took care of that for us. And then it says in 25, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. And so... Our job now is to walk with the Spirit and keep in step with Him, right? So Jesus has already done that for us. He's crucified this flesh. The sin results, consequence of sin. He's conquered it, take care of it. Um, and so maybe maybe not, I guess, kind of working this out in my mind right here and now, which is scary, it's right? great. Uh, but the fact that He has done that means that I can now walk in the fruit. And when I'm not... It's a matter of me kind of resubmitting that walk again, understanding mm-hmm. that it's already been done. I don't need to like, it's done. <laughs> right. And it's a gift to it be is. received. It is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was in Ephesians. Mm-hmm. I think it was two, seven. Like it is the gift of God so that no man may, or nine, sorry, two, nine, the gift of God that no man may boast. Um, receive it. Walk mm-hmm. in it. Walk in it. Yeah. Can I jump to Ephesians chapter 3, or did you have something else to get into there? That's great. All right, let's jump to Ephesians chapter 3, uh, verse 14 and following. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth the length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at his power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. And so this is just kind of recapping the fact that, that it is Christ who dwells within our hearts, 
uh, through faith and he's the one um, that is is doing the work within us and so we we submit to his work um, and we seek his will and it's his kingdom and we have the blessed blessing of being participants in it according to this uh, especially with the fruit the fruit of the spirit has been given to the body of christ the church Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. you and i uh, and so as we submit our wills to his will and walk in his ways, um, the fullness of God is on display. That's mm-hmm. when it's on display is as we walk lockstep with the spirit. So how does, does anything there jump out to you? And I think the overarching question that like, what do we do with this? Yeah. So well, I want to land there at some point, but anything yeah. there jump out to you? Yeah. A couple of things. Um, I think I said this a couple of weeks ago on a podcast, but whenever I, the past couple of years, whenever I see, uh, the scriptures reference your inner being or the inner man or uh, the depths of um, a- anything like that. It's throughout the Proverbs um, or, or crying out from our hearts, like from the, the deepest parts of who we are. Like that is the context where God wants to form Christ in us because that is what uh, propels or sets in motion the rest of our lives. Like mm-hmm. we live from our hearts. Yep. Um, and so God wants to form Christ in our hearts. God wants to uh, make us holy in our hearts. He wants to form the fruit of the Spirit in our hearts. And Even in there in verse 16, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being. Why? So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, so that uh, Christ may be seen in you, that you may know that Christ is in you, that he may dwell in your hearts through faith being rooted and grounded in love, being rooted and grounded in love, rather, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. That Even that reference there, that's like a, that surpasses knowledge. It, it goes beyond just knowing information. It's an experiential knowledge of, of having Christ in you, of the spirit at work in your inner being. So just to highlight that, um, I think about that often, um, in the past couple of years, just paying special attention when I read through the scriptures of when, when God is talking about our inner being, our inner man, our inner woman, um, and how that, like, that is the place he wants to form Christ in us. Yeah, and I think what what is birthed out of that, I touched on this really briefly at the end of the message, just as a kind of off-the-cuff conversation piece, piece that I wanted to start, but if if we if Christ is being formed in us as followers of Jesus, like is born-again living through the spirit people, we should be the wisest people roaming the earth right now. Mm. Like if we truly believe that God is both the creator and the redeemer has set in motion, his will, we have been adopted as, as his children. He's given us his spirit to walk in this world in his ways. Then we should be the wisest people roaming the earth. And it, don't take this wrong, but in a lot of ways it doesn't like, doesn't, look that way sometimes right, right? and so right. so then the question becomes like are, what are we submitting to are we submitting to the will of god are we doing the worldly thing like what's what's going on with with christians in general or the church in general um as we read these passages i keep thinking we should look different act different have a different source of why we do what we do mm-hmm. love should be different our interactions with like it should affect every every single aspect of my life mm-hmm. if i believe that christ is being formed in me like it should right. change my perception of life, my reason, my my will, my purpose. Uh, a lot of people, we struggle with our identity. Like, it should affect all those things. Right. Um, we, sanctification is obviously the slow growth in all those areas, uh, but there is that immediacy of I'm living for something much greater than myself now. It isn't all about me. It's actually all about God and others. And so 
um, it seems like we should be some of the wisest people mm-hmm. walking around now because we have the spirit of the Lord dwelling within us. So I don't know. I just wanted to kind of jump, the, jump that calm piece in the conversation a little bit. Like what does wisdom look like mm-hmm. if Christ is being formed in me? He is according to like if you read Proverbs, he is wisdom in yep. the book, right? Yep. That's Christ. Pers- uh, wisdom's personified is would be Jesus. And so <clears throat> how does wisdom as followers of Jesus, how does wisdom play a role in how we are and who we are and what we do in this world? Mm. I don't know. That's a great question. Do you okay. have an answer? <laughs> no. I did have a thought, you know. Yeah, just, go. Um, how much time are we spending in his word? Yeah. And how much time are we spending yielding ourselves to the spirit? Right. What the spirit is trying to stir up in us and in his, in the body of Christ and in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, we, we just read in Galatians. It, there were so many statements Paul made. If you keep in step with the spirit, mm-hmm. that's right. If you walk by the spirit, yep. uh, there's that phrase at the end of uh, Colossians one, uh, 23. We've read this for our scripture reading responsive reading the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. throughout this series that if indeed you continue in the faith stable and steadfast. And so there's this part that is contingent upon us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's if we remain, if we abide, if we continue to seek the face of the Lord and where we are in Christ, Christ will be formed in us. Mm-hmm. And if Christ is not being formed in us, I think there's some questions we need to ask about us being in Christ potentially. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the aspect of, am I keeping in step with the spirit? Am I keeping in step with the same power that raised Jesus from the dead that is at work in me? Am I keeping in step with the one who's able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us to him be glory? Am I keeping in step with him? Um, am I allowing myself to be filled with the spirit? So that was just where, you know, that that's where it hit me. No, it's, it's good. It's great. And so I guess the next part of this, I touched on this Sunday and a few other weeks ago as well, the compartmentalization aspect of it as well, mm-hmm. right? So if Christ is being formed in me, then he wants access to every aspect of me. He doesn't want just part of me. And I know we talk a lot about this to ad nauseum to some degree to some. I'm sure they feel this way about me in this regard. But I think that I struggle with it. Like, And, and I know if I struggle mm. with the submission aspect of God have all of me, I don't want anything secretive to be withheld from you, mm. then surely others do as well. I'm thinking probably, yes. right? Okay. At least you got me. <clears throat> okay, good. Yeah. So we, we two sinners here in the podcast yeah. <laughs> are trying to direct back towards Christ. But the point being that there's this aspect where we, we as humans— um, desire to have God within a box and put him in a box or to only have access to certain aspects of my life. And so, Lord, you can have you can have uh, access to me Sundays between 9 and 11. You know, um, you can have access to me Monday morning from 6 to 6.15 while I do my devotions. Mm. Um, you know, versus, okay, so your job is actually uh, the place that God has placed you or that you at least are in at this point. How does God want to sanctify and use you in that role with those people? How does God want to um, be integrated into uh, your gaming regime, your hunting, your friendships, mm-hmm. your hobbies, your uh, just all those aspects? I think we have a tendency to um, kind of like compartmentalize God into certain areas and then keep him out of others. And it's natural. We don't want we 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 want to pretend like God can't see us in our most sinful areas, like, or our own areas that we want him not to intrude in, that he's already in them. And so we just got to wake up to the fact that he is already present. Um, and he desires to be 
king, mm-hmm. lord over those yeah. as well. Um, so when I think about Christ being formed in us and what we've read about walking in the spirit, that that does not, like when we read this, it isn't a matter of, of walking in the spirit Sunday 9 to 11. Right. You know, it's like either in or out, like let's be fully submitting to what God is up to in all aspects mm-hmm. of our life or not. And so I think that that's kind of, I think it's becoming more obvious. Like I think a lot of lines being drawn, mm-hmm. you know, and there, we have tendencies to lean into things. So just like, I kind of want to put that out there again. I know I say it a lot, but it's because I, I struggle with it. And I think that, mm-hmm. um, like the Lord's stirring within us to be like, um, are you going to lay this down at my feet as well? Or are you going to keep mm-hmm. a hold of it? Are you going to let Christ be formed in you in the spirit of the Lord, his spirit work within you in this area as well? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of work to do until I die. It seems like yeah. <laughs> he's going to be busy for a while, you know, Me too. Um, but the Lord is, is long suffering and patient just as, you know, as we read and uh, full of grace and mercy. Uh, but his mm-hmm. desire would be that we would, I think, um, submit these yeah. areas to him as well. So this is going to, thoughts I have, I guess, about that. Yeah, absolutely. I think I personally, I don't think we can talk about that enough because I think it's one of the main temptations and one of the main way the enemies wants to uh, draw us away from Jesus and draw us away from paying attention to the work of the spirit and paying attention to uh, what God is up to. And so he he would love to, um, I think part of it's distraction too. So yeah, that's a whole other podcast. But. Well, and that maybe we have a, I know we're going to go over a little bit here, but I'm okay with that. I'm going to be deleting some stuff we said anyhow. Great. And editing. So, um, but the, I think just a comment that I've been hearing a lot recently, again, which is interesting to me is, well, this is just how I am. Mm. And I hear it a lot lately. I don't know what's going on with this. And I know I've been thinking the same thing here and they're like, you know, just suck it up, buttercup. That's just how I am. You know, mm. I'm allowed to be this. I heard one person recently say, I'm Italian, so just get over it. You know, and it's like, <laughs> oh, now hold on, you know. Yeah. you do, So Christ can't get into your Italianness as far right. as your attitude goes. I yeah. think he wants to do some work there, you know. Right. You're offending a lot of people just for the sake of offending other people. That isn't helpful. You know, there should be a reason for it if you're going to offend others. Um, and the only thing that should offend them is the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think part of the other part of this is I'm thinking about Christ being formed in this. All the passages we, we read up front to lead to this point is that also that aspect of that may be like how you're wired personality wise or whatever it may be. But maybe God wants to do some work in there as well. Like right. if, if I'm typically impatient, according to the spirit, I'm supposed to be patient. Mm-hmm. And so what does patience look like when I when my when I would excuse my behavior of being short on patience that's just how i am hmm. well you know that's true that is how you are <laughs> but you need to die <laughs> exactly. yeah but you've been crucified with christ right. you know right. so submit that and become and let the spirit of the lord work patience in you and mm-hmm. i'm hearing this some even with uh, some of my older brothers and sisters in christ who are in their 70s and 80s and just saying hey this is just always how i've been you're not going to change it you're not going to change me I'm, you're right. I, I can't change you, right. but I think the spirit of the Lord still wants to continue to do work. Right. And those of us in our midlife and younger, we you, right now you're going, well, I'll never do that. <laughs> and yet the Lord's laughing and mocking us at that moment saying, you will. So will you continue to grow? We can mm-hmm. continue to submit your way and humble yourself before me. Um, that being God saying, not me, but mm. so just some other thoughts when it comes to like, Christ being formed in us is Christ being formed in us. So we can't right. hold anything back. Yep. If in our it's, inner being. Yes. If yeah. it's sinful, it's sinful. Right. It isn't just default. That's just who I am. 
isn't gonna isn't gonna play well in the presence of the Lord. Right, so. right. He wants to permeate every yes. part of who we are. Yep. Yeah. That to kind of, um, I know we're running low on time here, but to kind of, uh, I guess, steer it in this direction, like it is in the most ordinary moments of your life. You know, it's in it's in when uh, you want to say that biting comment to your <laughs> spouse, mm-hmm. and you feel the gentle nudge of the spirit say, "Bite your tongue." Mm-hmm. That is Christ being formed in you on a Tuesday at seven thirty p.m. or whenever it is you are fighting, you know, mm-hmm. whatever whatever the context is, in the morning when you first get to work and you have that email that you didn't want to open, and then you're frustrated with this coworker, and someone comes and asks you a question, and, and you want to just blow up and unload on them. Do you hear the whisper of the spirit saying, nope, do this, or nope, go this way, or go out of your way to love this person who frustrated you, or whatever it may be. All these invitations we have with the spirit, they come to us in our ordinary lives. Mm. And do we say yes or do we say no? And I want to say yes more than I say no. <laughs> I want to say yes more than I say yes now. Um, and so it's it's this, uh, I think a lot of it is like what's in. Is our, is our, I think we asked this a couple weeks ago, but is our, how important to us is our growth? Mm-hmm. How, like, do we want Christ formed in us? Do we want the fruit of the spirit? And that, that will, I think that, that dictates and informs how we think about responding to those little invitations of the spirit throughout our daily lives. Yeah. Well, that's a really good point. Uh, God is, Christ is being formed in us minute by minute, second by second, mm-hmm. nanosecond by nanosecond with every knee-jerk reaction and response that we'd have in the flesh. Yeah, that's good. I appreciate that. Mm. Any other closing thoughts? The uh, Lord, I need you song just came into my mind. Every hour I need you. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Just that. All right. Well, thanks for listening and hanging with us a little longer than normal. We appreciate you listening in. And uh, if you have any suggestions on what you'd like us to uh, do a podcast on, feel free to email us at podcastseekfirst at gmail.com. Thanks and God bless. Thanks for listening to the Seek First podcast with Steve and Jordan. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please feel free to reach out to us as well as any topics you would like us to consider in the weeks to come. We encourage you to continue to seek first the kingdom of God where you work, live, and play. Blessings.